0: You're reading personal growth books and you're getting inspired, but you're still feeling really far off from living your best self and being in your best life. Some things that could help you really move from motivation into tangible results and action in your life are going to be these three key steps that I'm going to talk about. And yeah. Let's get into it. Thanks for coming back on again. It is Jenna, your girl, your certified life coach, and also just your supporter in being your own best self. I'm here to remind you of maybe tangible keys, steps, and insights to feel like you're living your best self, becoming your best self, um, whether in your corporate environment or otherwise. So let's do it, babe. Um, today, we're going to be talking about how to move from motivation and inspiration. If maybe you're just getting started into reading personal growth books, or you feel like you've Read a bunch of personal growth books and personal growth content, but you're not really seeing the results of living and activating your best self and feeling like you're living, you know, your quote unquote best life um, that you want to be living right now in the current stage of your life. So I'm going to just get straight to it. There are really important, there are three really important keys and steps that I'm going to talk about. To move from this motivation and into action, and so when you're initially feeling that hype of reading a bunch of personal growth books and getting into that content, you might be having questions of like, okay, is manifesting possible? Should I just write down all my dreams and then visualize them, and they're going to come to life? Should I, you know, be focusing on having a two-hour morning routine and being more disciplined and being super, super, super uh, goal focused? Like, there's so much information out there; it's kind of hard to really make it tangible, tangible and actionable for you to see results in your life. So that's why. I created these three simple steps you can get started with that I think are really important when it comes to shifting and seeing the change where you're going to be like, oh my gosh, like I'm actually seeing shifts and I'm not feeling like, okay, I'm writing a little vision board. I'm feeling inspired for two weeks. And then I'm feeling back into You know, feeling not the best about myself, feeling shitty, feeling like, oh my gosh, everybody else is gonna be manifesting. I'm not, or, you know, maybe my mindset is just not gonna be able to be shifted. It's not that. There are, there's a lot deeper things that go into this. Before I get into those though, I wanna just like set the stage. When it comes to personal growth content, a lot of it, it's getting better now, but a lot of it, um, and a lot of books are still focused on only shifting your mindset. Maybe they're telling you to, you know, have a better positive mindset. Uh, think positively about your life, think positively um, about yourself and say positive thoughts and you'll see positive results in your life. Or maybe you're reading, okay, you know, uh, visualize and visualize like what you want your life to look like and it's going to manifest for you and things are going to be jolly and happy. All you got to do is just like write these things down, think about them, and everything's going to be great. That's a little bit misconstrued when it comes to what is actually necessary in order to see sustainable change in your life. And, um, and the reason that I'm so passionate about this is because in my coaching certification, in my coaching institute, um, Elementum Coaching Institute, we are trauma informed coaches. We learn a lot of different disciplines and we also learn the importance of mind body connection. Okay. So when it comes to creating sustainable change in a client's life, in your life, it's really important to understand. You know where your body signals connect to what your mind's thoughts, um, to what your mind's thoughts are. It's really important to understand your past traumatic experiences and how they're, in, they're how they're influencing your behaviors in your current stage of life. Um, because if you're not looking at that, then you're really bypassing maybe emotions that need to be processed. You're bypassing um, or overlooking behaviors that you think are normal and just your personality, but they're actually rooted out of. Uh, coping mechanisms to maybe a past traumatic event you've had or hardships in childhood. And so it's really important in order to see the change where you're not, you know, taking one step forward and then taking two steps back. It's really important to start looking at those things when it comes to moving from inspiration into really seeing new results in your life. And that's what we're going to talk about today and the three key steps that are going to help you with this. So um, I wanted to set the stage with that because it's not talked about enough. The first step is to understand what are your typical body responses and behaviors that you use to cope with stress, okay? Because those are gonna be the behaviors that are more likely than not running a lot of your automatic uh, patterns in your life. They're gonna be running a lot of your automatic personality traits. They're gonna be running a lot of things that you do that you may think is just. Is just yourself, is just your personality, but it's actually rooted out of past like stressors and past trauma that you wanna start unfolding if you wanna start, you know, really stepping into being your dream self, right? It's important to unpack the behaviors that are not working, that are part of, you know, your old self that you wanna shift in order to step into a more confident, empowered version of yourself. So the key is what are your behaviors and body signals when you're stressed? And I'm gonna give you some options here. Um, And there's like a few different categories that you can kind of pick on. And then I'm going to give you some options. And I want you to just start to unpack this for yourself because awareness is the first step to any change. So when you start to become aware of, okay, this is what I do when I'm stressed. This is what my normal behavior patterns are. Then we're going to move into step two, where you can start to understand and have more boundaries around these behaviors. Um, Some categories are uh, one, relating to others. Okay, so some responses when it comes to relating to others is maybe you start to people, please you start to read others or predict what they're going to do. Right. Maybe you're not trusting. It's hard for you to trust others immediately when you meet them or even deeper into your relationship with someone. Maybe you always uh, look to soothe or comfort others instead of looking towards your own needs, right? Maybe you cling to others in order to feel safe and it's really hard for you to be by yourself and feel secure when you're alone. Those are some typical responses um, and and feelings and signals that can show you where you um, may be limiting yourself when it comes to that area of your life, right? So that's one category. The second category is diversion of energy so this means when things get stressful you tend to like think about something else and shift your energy to take action or do something else so it could be maybe you're like you love shopping right so you notice that when you're stressed you focus on shopping and buying a bunch of things maybe when you're stressed you focus excessively on making money um maybe you're like when you're stressed you're like oh my gosh I need to make more money I need to Think about ways to make more money. I need to think about ways to increase my income. This is definitely one that I resonated with, right? Whenever I was stressed, I was like, okay, what's another income stream I can add to to even boost my income even more? What's what something I, What's something I can be doing to increase my wealth in this area, right? Like that's something that I typically do when I'm and more of a stress response and stress state. So that's a behavior that I need to understand and start to unpack if I want to start to become, you know, a a more confident version of myself. I need to understand, ooh, that's a behavior I do so that I can start to shift it and make new um, parameters around that behavior, right? So that's some options for you. Uh, Some of you, I think, can definitely resonate with maybe being a workaholic, being perpetually busy, always keeping yourself busy and never feeling like, maybe you feel like it's actually like a threat to have like empty space in your calendar, maybe you feel really off if you have days where maybe you don't have as much going on um, or you don't have as much work in your corporate job and then you start to get anxious almost, that can be a sign that your nervous system is actually wired to like keep you in a a stress cycle of being busy uh, because it doesn't feel safe to basically not have tasks, right? So you may think that you're just someone who is hyper productive and can make, you know, the the most of your every single moment of your day but actually that behavior could be rooted out of stress and out of old patterns where maybe it didn't feel safe to like relax when you were a kid right or maybe you felt only felt like you were getting love or validation when you were you know being super productive when you're making the most of your time and so now it's become kind of like an automatic thing you do um so that's something else to be aware of and Uh, what I'm going to say, I'm going to say this, like in the video a little bit further too, is that these behaviors can be positive, right? Like, of course it's so positive to be productive and make the most of your time. But the thing is you need to start creating and understanding when do you start to go over the edge and that behavior actually becomes limiting for you. And it actually leads you to deeper, um, or to like less fulfillment in the future, right? So, or less fulfillment uh, just in your day to day. Because for example, if you're always, maybe you just like always take on the pattern of being perpetually busy, let's say for example, right? When you have that off time, when you have those few days that um, you're not as busy uh, and you start to like get that anxiousness, right? Your body's gonna think that you're unsafe and gonna start to produce like stress hormones when actually there's nothing wrong, right? And that leads to deeper like repercussions physically in your body because stress leads to obviously overproduction of hormones that lead you to um Basically, different stress responses in your body that lead you to, you know, can lead to disease in the body, can lead to other conditions in the future. So, it's really important to start, start to understand where you're going over the edge with that behavior, basically. Um, or, for example, it can always lead you to feel like you're on the hamster wheel. You'll achieve that next goal, but then it won't be fulfilling because you're always gonna go to the next thing or you're always gonna, you know, stay busy and go to the next thing. And then you, you're gonna almost like feel. You might feel like this emptiness on the inside if you keep going and going and going, but there's not that like deep sense of like safety and secureness within you because you're just addicted to always being busy, right? I've had that happen to me too, where it's like, I never felt, I felt so off just like relaxing and not, you know, making the most of my time because in the past I had, like I can just give an example for you. In the past in childhood, when I had like a few like extra days in vacation I would normally spend it like watching TV all day or just like really relaxing and being zen but I felt like with caregivers that was neg- negatively perceived because I was like always told like oh you should be cleaning why are you watching this much TV why are you like you know being lazy right and so that obviously created this behavior in me that like oh my gosh it's not safe to have chill time it's not safe to be lax and so that obviously led me to wanting to be busy all the time but then I found myself in this cycle two years ago where it was like I had reached the goals I wanted to reach. I had a, you know, a great job. I bought a house. I bought a Mercedes. I, I don't know, love my baby Benz. Um, I, you know, I was at this great area of my life and, and I was like, oh my gosh, why do I still feel like I'm not, I'm not like settled? Why do I still feel like I'm, I can't be fully proud of myself or I can't really absorb this moment? And it was because I, my nervous system was wired that it wasn't safe to actually relax. It wasn't safe to actually just sit in gratitude for a few extra days to sit and take everything in. I felt like I had to be busy. And so of course I added a thousand more things onto my plate, even when I had achieved so many goals that I set out for myself, it was like, they were fulfilling for like a day. And then I was on that rat race again. Right. Cause I'm like, I was like wired for that. And also another example I'll give you is, um, I was reading this, basically this post that, a lot of like high achieving entrepreneurs, right? They'll go to the next thing, the they'll hit the next um, milestone in their business, they'll hit the next milestone, but then they'll find themselves still overly busy and like overly exerting themselves because their nervous system doesn't feel safe when they have more free time. Like, let's say they learn to delegate more. Let's say they learn to automate some of their processes, right, normally that'd be great because then they have more downtime, they could be making more money, they could be spending more time with family and friends, but because it doesn't feel safe to them, they'll constantly add more to their plate and they were feeling super depleted. That's something I was reading when, um, I think it was like in regards to some like seven or eight million entrepreneurs in their, in their like mastermind, in their club, they were talking about that. And that has to do with, like I said, noticing that behavior that you do when you're stressed. You know, when does that that stress response of like being perpetually busy actually start to create negative repercussions, right? So that's um, kind of went on a tangent, but going back, right, that's something else that you could be noticing is like, ooh, do I keep myself perpetually busy? Is that a behavior I do? And you know what, I'm gonna go ahead and make like a little PDF sheet that I'll link in like at the bottom of this video. That you can just take a look at, so you can self-identify. Ooh, okay. What category do I normally find myself in when it comes to being stressed, and what do I normally do? Right. What's like a typical behavior I find myself in? Just so you can start to like notice it. Um, a couple other things. Um, in this category of like diverting your energy is one like always escaping, whether escaping into music, into books, into substances. Right. That's obvious. It's more obvious one, and. Um, Another one is actually um, the need to know everything. If you're that person that you feel like you need to know why every single thing happens in your life, you need to be in control, you need to know what the next thing is, what the next thing is, um, that is also a sign of not feeling of not feeling safe. And that's um, another behavior to start to consider of like, ooh, okay, this is something I do, especially when I'm stressed. Let's start to understand and have more boundaries around this behavior, which will be my step two that I'm going to talk about in this video. And the next category is suppressing. So this can be when you're around others, you feel like you can't be your full self. Um, this can show you where maybe you're not in communities or friendships that are really supportive to the version of you that you want to become, right? Because maybe you're, you're not in groups or circles that allow you to feel safe, that allow you to feel like your best self. Um, and if you want a place to start feeling that way, to start feeling, like you can really express yourself and open up, right? Um, you're going to feel free to book a 30 minute call with me. We can, I can like set up a safe space for you and you can kind of see how it feels even for free for 30 minutes to have someone really hold you um, in what your true like, you know, vulnerable ideas and, you know, expression of yourself is. So that's another thing is like suppressing yourself, so maybe pushing parts of yourself away, uh, disconnecting from yourself and others. Maybe, you know, you find yourself in conversations with others, but you're not really there. You start to like think about something else. You're not really present. That's also another sign of being in a stress state. Um, and another another um, example is sleeping too much. Uh, disconnecting from life. So those are just some other ones to identify with. And the last category that is like just out of main ones, there's a bunch of other ones, but these are like four main ones is relating to yourself. So um, this one is a little bit more like obvious and overt, but it could be like having emotional outbursts, feeling super isolated, and always like withdrawing yourself when it comes to being stressed. Um, it could be like overeating or undereating. So, your relationship with food is um, is key in that too, um, and uh, reliance on like other substances, so alcohol, drugs, or just like TV or other things. Right. And the second layer to this is to understand um, is to understand your body signals when you're stressed. Okay, so. To understand maybe when you're at work it's important to understand you know if you're going to work and you have a stressful day what what are some of your body signals when you're stressed you know does your stomach feel tight do you start to get like a tightness in your jaw maybe your shoulders feel really like heavy what are some signals that your body gives you that's like ooh, it's starting to feel unsafe it's starting to feel stressed today and i want you to start to write those down because that's going to be really key and like i said starting to shift some of these behaviors because when it comes to, like, the next step that I'm going to give you, when, when it comes to shifting the behavior, before you actually, like, tell yourself, okay, I'm going to shift this behavior, you're going to want to do a little body signal to show your body that you're safe, okay? Because, like I said, the nervous system is so impactful and runs a lot of the show here, so you need to find things that help actually calm your body down before you take the next step of maybe shifting your behavior um, or, yeah, like, taking a new action, um, and if you want more help on that, go ahead and watch this video. Or if you're listening to the podcast, I have the episode down below that's going to walk you through how to understand your body signals when you're stressed. It's going to give you a live example. And then you can use like, um, you can write down like five to ten things that you can start to do for yourself when you're feeling stressed in order to help calm yourself down. Um, and you can pair the body like the little body signal with a tan with like um, a behavior signal so it'll make more sense once we get into step two and step two is you're going to assess the usefulness of that behavior okay so I want you to ask yourself once you've identified in that pdf that I gave you or in some of the examples I gave you in the video of like oh okay this is a behavior I have that I notice I do when I'm stressed or I just notice is a part of my personality honestly I want you to assess the usefulness of that behavior so I want you to ask yourself What's positive about this behavior? What's what's useful about it? And we'll take the workaholic example, right? Maybe you're the workaholic, you're someone who like is always working, feels like they always need to work, right? What's the usefulness of this? Or the positive, the positiveness, the positive part of this behavior. And it could be a obviously, you know, achieving success. I'm sure you've achieved a lot in your life. I'm sure you've gotten recognition. I'm sure you might have financial success that others don't have, right? So there's obviously positive aspects to having that drive, having the resilience, maybe you can even put, you know, drive and resilience in that category, because obviously, in order to in order to work and stay working, you need that drive, you need that dedication. So, you know, drive, resilience, dedication, um, success, financial success, outward societal success, you know, those are all positive, you know, quote, unquote, aspects of that behavior that are, you know, things you want to see in your life, I'm sure, right. And then I want you to ask yourself, what are the, you know, not useful or negative qualities of having this behavior. And for me, like I said, what I was telling you earlier is it would be always feeling like you're in a rat race, never feeling fully satisfied or like um, letting yourself be proud of yourself for a long time. Maybe it's, um, you know, not feeling safe to celebrate yourself. Maybe it's hard for you to celebrate yourself. Maybe it's, um, I don't know, it could be like, it could be so many different things. Maybe it's keeping yourself stuck in not ever feeling relaxed, right? Like maybe literally you just, your body can't relax. That's like actually another example that could happen that I've seen clients have as well as their body, like they can't relax because it doesn't feel safe to relax and like actually feel proud and confident in themselves in the moment because there's always like that next thing. So that could be like a negative, for example. So you want to assess like, okay, at what point is this behavior giving me some positive results? And what are the negative results of this behavior? Just so your mind has some logic, logical explanation of like oh shit like I thought this behavior was always only, only, only is just like part of me and just give me positive results but it's hard to sometimes realize the the quote-unquote negative results of the behavior because it they tend to pile on and only become more noticeable after the fact or like later on in life that's why people have midlife crises or just never feel fulfilled or happy or super confident in themselves like even as they've achieved goals it's because their nervous system doesn't feel safe in that, right? It doesn't feel safe to fully celebrate themselves um, and not be, you know, working on the next thing. Step three is to create a mind body connection um, into this behavior and set a boundary for it. So, this will help you start to take small steps that allow you to show your body you're safe, it's okay, you're safe, it's okay, and also start to take. Um, new actions when it comes to this behavior or this stress response in your life. So I'm going to give you an easy example. Um, And if you want to work on this like for yourself and for your life, if you feel like you really resonate with these responses and these behaviors, um, you can work on it for yourself. Or if you need support, go ahead and just DM me for a free 30-minute call. And we could see where we can start to work on this with you so you're not feeling stuck or caught in old loops, old behaviors, um, and not feeling fulfilled, zesty, confident, um, the confident woman that you are. So um, what you're going to want to do is, like I said, create a mind body, like little action step for the behavior, which will help you set a boundary. So for an example, based on that workaholic behavior that I gave you earlier, is you could write down this mind body action, right? And what you would do is the body action could be like, okay, I'm going to take three deep breaths before I create my to-do list for the day. Take three deep breaths just to help your, like I said, get that nervous system feel more grounded. And I'm going to write down three must do's for the day. And the second I get those must do's done, I'm going to step back and I'm going to take three breaths as I say gratitude statements for myself. I am proud that I did this. I am so happy for myself. I am, you know, thank you for committing to yourself today. You know, and then you can say your name. So something like that, where it's small steps, right? Nothing huge. And you can even do this, like, start to do this on a three times a week basis where you implement that behavior and that mind-body action. But that's something tangible that, A, addresses a behavior and a stress response that you may not even realize is holding you back. B, allows your nervous system to start to feel slowly more safe and secure. And three, is easy to commit to that you can build momentum with and that will be sustainable for you. Commit to this for a week, for two weeks. Commit to that you know, mind-body action, two weeks, three weeks. I would say like obviously a month before you actually start to be like, oh my gosh, did I see change, did I not see change? But commit to it for a month and see how do people start responding differently? How do you start responding differently to yourself? When is it hard for you to commit to this mind-body um, action and why, right? Does it start to feel, uh, is it, you know, is it starting to feel more safe as you just allow yourself to have more breaks around work? Little things like that when it comes, that's like um, in relation to that behavior I told you earlier. But that will allow you to start shifting some of those old um, patterns and start stepping into new ones while also addressing that your body needs to feel safe in order to do so. so I hope that this was actionable. I hope it was easy for you to digest. And, um, you know, I made it three simple steps. I kind of went on a little bit of a tangent in the beginning, but just to help give you some color and some clarity on um the importance of like identifying these behaviors and going from there. But like I said, you can do this on your own. But if you want someone who's going to work with you on shifting your behaviors, on finding body responses that work for your nervous system so you don't constantly feel like you're stressed and in a survival state, then you can go ahead and DM me for a 30-minute call, but I'll talk to you soon. If you enjoyed this video, subscribe for more or subscribe to the podcast. It really means a lot. I put a lot of work into this content for you, um, into growing it, into shifting it for you. Um, And if there's anything you want to see that's different or that you would like different, um, go ahead and DM me on Instagram at Jenna.Thanopoulos. Leave me a comment on this YouTube video or a comment on the podcast, and I will address it and make a video on it or DM you or whatnot. So I talk to you later. Have a beautiful night or day whenever you're watching this and bye. Stay in line.